I, I want to start like I do every week. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We've got a choice. We can either sit around and um, curl up in a fetal position and watch Fox or CNN and uh, hear all these politicians and all these people making these horrible prognostications, or we can decide to take our eyes off of that and um, put them on the Word of God, which tells us 365 times not to fear, do not worry, do not be afraid, and let me help you right there, because some people have almost gotten mad at me for saying that. But what I'm saying is, is if God says it, he will give you by his grace, by his love, the ability to accomplish that. This is not something you will accomplish on your own. There's too many things going on and uh, too much pain and too many hurting people. And so, but understand, God will give you the grace. Um, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If nothing else, look around your house and be glad that you've got your, your spouse, you've got your kids, you've got your grandkids, you've got whomever might be living with you. And uh, rejoice in them. Rejoice in the fact that God's got absolute control over all that's going on right now. He really does. And he loves you more than you love yourself, more than your mama loved you, more than whoever. The bottom line is he loves you, always has, and always will. So place yourself in him. Look toward him. Look into his face. Look into his word. Um, allow him to lead you and guide you um, in all of this. Before I really get started, I, I, I want to put some phone numbers out there, a phone number out there and some extensions that I think uh, are very important. And last week we tried this, but some people were having trouble reading it on uh, Facebook. Um, our number here is 610-921-0285. 610-921-0285. If you're English speaking and you'd like for someone to pray with you, You'd like to understand what this whole peace thing in Christ is all about. If you'd like to be saved and know that you're in the center of his hands and his will. Uh, in English, the extensions are 200 and 201. 200 and 201. If you feel more comfortable with a Spanish-speaking minister, uh, the extension is 203. And they're there to pray with you, to hear your needs, to um, talk to you about whatever you might need to talk about. So it's 610-921-0285. The English extensions are 200 and 201, and the Spanish extension is 203. So we just want to invite you to call and be prayed with or be prayed over or be led um, in, biblically or in, in whatever way um, you might need. I just pray that today we will hear from God. That we as the church of Jesus Christ, as uh, families of Jesus Christ, 
and as individuals. We hear what God is trying to say to us, even through this virus. God has a purpose even in this virus. And I think it might have as much to do with the church as the world, to use uh, biblical um, vernacular. And I think that's very, very important to understand because um, sometimes it just seems all very random and out of control. But I want you to understand, in this world, there is nothing out of his control. Traditionally, this day uh, is called Palm Sunday. And it's the day that um, Jesus uh, entered into Jerusalem to accomplish for us what we could never accomplish for ourselves. We could never, we will never be good enough or uh, do enough to be able to, quote, save ourselves or make ourselves right with God. We will never do enough or say the right thing uh, to be able to find forgiveness outside of the love and grace and the cross of Jesus Christ. And I, I think that's very, very important uh, to understand. We cannot make ourselves right with God. No matter how good we might be or think we are or how much money we might give or how pretty we might be or whatever we think. We can't do that for ourselves. But Jesus comes entering into Jerusalem at the beginning of what we call Holy Week or uh the Easter celebration and preparation, or whatever we want to uh, call it. Um, he enters into Jerusalem. And the first thing I, I want to say is when he was entering Jerusalem, he was weeping. And I think that is a very significant um, statement, a very significant understanding. Because Jesus doesn't sit in heaven and sit there and judge us, and, and he's not ready to bash us, and he's not ready to get us. But he enters into our world. He enters into our lives with full letting, weeping, because he knows what kind of a mess we've made of it. And as he entered into Jerusalem, he realized in that time, just like today, that city was a mess. Everything that goes on today that we go, oh my goodness, how could they do that, was happening all the way back when Jesus entered Jerusalem. So he was weeping. This is a strong message to Christians and the church today. Christians, with what's happening in the world, it's not time to look down to our noses and say, oh, how could they do that? How could they be that? Why do they act that way? Why do they say that? It's time for us to mourn and weep. It's time for us to fast and pray that somehow God will do something so powerful and eternal in our world. Even in your world, the world God, the garden God placed you in, the world God placed you in, we need to be fearful for that. Instead of looking down and, and castigating or, or putting people down or judging them, we need to be on our knees in love, in passionate prayer, praying that God would do something very, very, very significant and powerful and eternal um, in people's lives. 
So Jesus is entering into Jerusalem. And um, they went before him and they were saying all these sayings that um, son of David, Hosanna, uh, the Messiah has come. And, and they're all significant and they're all of value. And they were laying palm leaves or branches and, and different garments uh, before him as he rode into Jerusalem. And he came in, and the first thing Jesus did, and I, I want you to hear this, the first thing Jesus did was not go over to the town hall or the Capitol building or whatever this human governmental type of thing might have been. Jesus went immediately to the church. And this is a strong message to and for the church. He went into the church, and just like the city, the church was a mess too. Uh, they were selling, they were overcharging, uh, it was kind of a den of iniquity, um, everything was out of control, um, everybody kind of looked the other way, and um, because they were all making money off it, and... Um, Jesus went into the church and took a whip or a, a strong rope or however you interpret that. It doesn't matter to me. And he began to turn over the tables of all the stuff being sold. And, and I think he was very strong about making a lot of money off religion, but I won't go there. But he went in and turned over those tables and knocked over the items and and, and, and took a whip and, and kind of ran that whole uh, mockery, that those people, out of the temple. And he looked at them and said, listen, my house is not supposed to be a mess. My house, my church, is not supposed to be a den of iniquity. My house, my church, is supposed to be a place of prayer, a house of prayer. My, my, my church, my house, is supposed to be a place where anybody can come and find a love that they won't find anywhere else. My house is supposed to be a place that anyone, no matter where you've been, no matter who you are, can come. And find a peace beyond all human comprehension. My house is supposed to be a place where anyone can come and find a healing that you can only find in the love and grace of Jesus Christ. The problem is, church, we got a problem in our churches. So often... That's not what church is about. Church is about having an organization better than the other organizations so people will come to your organization rather than coming to their organizations. Or it's about how can we um, finance this? How can we make it organized? How can we sing the right songs so everybody will like us? How can the preacher say the right words so everybody will like us? How can we make our buildings beautiful so everyone will like us? 
I think we've kind of missed the point. We are here to glorify God, to love and encourage each other, and lead each other to the center of God's holiness, his righteousness, and that's the only place any of us will find what we're ultimately looking for. And there we will find peace. There we will find fulfillment. There we will find joy. There we will find fellowship. And I think these things are, are very important. This sermon is on Palm Sunday, and I mentioned Palm Sunday. But I want you to hear this again. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, he did not go and stare down the politicians. Jesus entered the church and cleaned that place up. Church, my call to us this morning is to the center of God's grace and God's power. My, my, my call this morning, and I believe God's call, is to be the group of people, the church, the organism, that God sent his son to die and rise again, then he sent the person of his Holy Spirit to make us into exactly what we were called to be. The church that knocks down the gates of hell reclaims what Satan has stolen and does something so significant in every life we touch. I'm not done, but I want to have a word of prayer. Because I want every individual who calls themselves a Christian to ask themselves, am I that? Am I a part of that church? Am I working to make sure that this hurting, lost world knows the love and grace of Jesus Christ? I think that's very, very, very important. I will also pray for those that are caught in up in this COVID um, virus. Some already have it, some have the prognosis, but not the symptoms. And I just want to pray for each and every one of them. And I pray that every person that, that you know that is caught up in this um, will find the healing grace of Jesus Christ. Because every person Jesus touched when he was here was healed. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, this morning, I pray for our world. But first, Father, I pray for the church because the church is supposed to be the center of the peace. The church is supposed to be the center of the healing. We are called and gifted and saved to lead people out of the craziness and fear and frustration of this world into your arms, into your love, into your grace, into your salvation. Father, I pray today that you would use your word to do something powerful and significant in each and every one of our lives. Father, I want to pray for what's going on in our world right now. Father, I'm going to, I'm going to start out by saying, Father, I pray that you would somehow breathe on our world and that, Lord, you would breathe this COVID out of here. I know you can I don't know whether it's your will, but I pray for that. And I pray for the families and friends and everyone uh, that is listening this morning 
that, Lord, first you would heal those, their family and friends that uh, have this virus. And, Father, we know you can, so we pray in your name that you would. Father, I pray this morning that you would protect each and every one of us um, that are listening to this, that you would protect us from this virus. I know that you can, and so I place each and every one of us in your almighty hands. Father, this morning, I, I pray for the medical community that is having to deal with this, that you would give them grace and healing and glory and power and strength and wisdom. Father, I pray for our politicians. Um, they're just flailing, and I see this, um, because many of them do not believe there is anyone in absolute control of this, but we as Christians, we do. Because we know that you are sovereign. And we know that you're in control of everything. Nothing happens that's outside of your understanding. Nothing happens that is outside of your control. So Father, we just pray that we would all come to that understanding. That our Heavenly Father, who loves us more than anyone else in the world, has everything under control. Therefore, he has us in his hands, and you are watching over the us, and you are blessing us. And we don't know your will in all of this, but Father, we do know this, that your grace is sufficient, and your power is, per is perfected when we are weak and feeling helpless. So Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would come on us today. Bless us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Like I said this morning, we're really talking to the church. And I, I really want you to remember that as we uh, read a short passage of scripture that I, I think is very, very important. And my dad um, kind of led me to this this week. But what's happening is, is that Solomon has just um, uh, finished the temple and they've sacrificed, and God says, I have chosen this place to be a place of, of blessing. And very, very, very important. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13, God says, If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, I kind of feel like that's what we're dealing with right now. Uh, we're dealing with a, a curse, uh, something he's sending on us to kind of wake us up uh, because so many of us have kind of turned our backs on God and are doing our own thing and don't want to hear from God and, and aren't willing to um, follow in his commandments not willing to hear his word or, or follow his word. Uh, and um, most of us are doing our own thing and, and God's saying, enough of that. I'm going to shake your land. I'm going to pour out fear on your land so that you come to the point of a choice that you either believe that I am who I say I am and begin to listen to me and do my will or you will deal with the consequences of what's going on. And I, I just feel like that's where we are. But he said, if I do that, but if my people, 
people, and my people, who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Isn't that ultimately, church, what we really want to see happen? We want to see our land healed. We've come to the point where we realize our, our quote, leadership, our politicians, and even the, the medical community that have surrounded them really have no clue. Um, they've got all these charts, and they, they're making all the, 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 the ones are the ones we live. Too many of us here judgment on the well, folks. Let me take straight in. No one is his command to us today. What to follow? The church is To, to get and understand. If you don't mind, I'm just going to break down this verse and, and, and kind of look at it. He, he says, if my people, which are called by my name. Let me ask you something. Are you his people? Am I his people? Am I really his child? Do I call myself or does he call me by his name? Does he look at me and say, well done, like he did his son? I think this is very important. Because so many people call themselves Christians. I hear people say, well, I believe there's a God. And I always answer, well, the Bible says, so does the devil. The devil knows there's a God. He's, he's more assured of that than, and more sure about that than we are. But the reality is, to be his child... We must be born again. John 3, 3 talks about the fact that ye must be born again of the spirit of Jesus Christ. And I'll ask you right now, are you born again? Have you asked God into the center of your life? Have you relinquished your life and decided to put the garbage of this world behind you and to follow him and become his disciple? To be willing to die for him. So many people call themselves Christians, but it's still all about them. They're still in control. And I think this is very important for us to get into God's word and, and understand. Romans chapter 8 talks about the fact that 
We who are adopted children of God are people who are led by his Holy Spirit. Um, and I'll ask you right here. Are you, your mind, your emotions, uh, your future, it, are you driven and defined by God and his Holy Spirit and his word? Or are you driven and defined by what you want? By your selfishness. I, I think this is very important to ask ourselves. Am I, am I truly a child of God? Am I truly an adopted child of God? Am I truly in his? And one thing you'll have that you just, just ask God. Am I my your kid? And on it will die. At Arizona sleeve home. Looked at him and said, for people to follow. If you, are, if you are God's child and you are called by his name, then don't besmirch that name. Lead in his love. Lead people around you in his power. Lead in faith. Let people around you know that you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know why it's happening and don't listen to all these preachers that tell you that, that they know exactly what God's doing and everything because they don't. But the bottom line is, I know this, and I'm, I'm talking to all of us now. I do know this. God loves me, loves us. God's got a plan. That plan is perfect. Whatever he needs to bring that plan to fruition, he can do. And so I don't need to worry. And I don't need to fret. And I don't need to sit around in fear. Because my heavenly father, my dad, he's got everything under control. And folks, that's what people are looking for right now. He's looking for, they're looking for people who actually have a relationship with God and are living their lives according to the love and grace and power and plan of God. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves 
and pray. This is so important. After 61 years of predominantly being a Christian, I figure one thing out. I'm in control of nothing. But he is. I really don't have much to offer. But God does. My plan is always skewed and selfish for some reason. I don't seem to be able to get away from that. But God's plan is powerful. It's always for my good. It's always for the good of those around me in my world. And God Almighty, he's just in control of everything. So for me to go out here and try to perform in such a way to show everybody everything and how they should act is kind of silly. But for me to humble myself and let everybody know I don't have much to offer. I, I don't know what is all going on. But you can count on one thing. I absolutely, in humility, will pray for you. I absolutely, in my absolute utter weakness, will spend quality, quantity time on my knees praying for you individually. And I think that's so, so very important to do. And let me remind you of this. If you're someone saying, I need to talk to somebody about this. I need, to, I need prayer myself. We've got, a, we've got ministers at the phones. And the phone number is 610-921-0285. And the extension for English-speaking people is 200 and 201. And those that are more comfortable um, with Spanish... It's extension 203, and you're more than welcome. There are wonderful people who know God and know his word and, and, and have experience and, and maturity, and they're there to pray with you. But, but if my people who are called by my name, that's God talking, will humble themselves and pray to me, and we're praying every day, and we're praying that God would absolutely deal with this situation, and next he says, and if they will seek my face and turn from their evil ways. And everybody's got a definition of evil ways. It's this sin. It's that sin. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be this. Uh, we shouldn't be practicing this. But let me make it simple. Evil is saying, I want my way and my will in my time. And not yours, God. That's evil. And that could be in so many shapes and so many sizes and in so many forms. But the reality is, that's what evil really is. Is when we say, it's all about me. And I want to get what I want. And I want to get it when I want it. And I want God to do what I want him to do. That's evil. What God's saying is, if my people who are called by my name, my adopted children and church, if they will humble themselves and get on their knees and pray and fast, and if they will seek my face, and if they will turn from evil. 
I want you to understand something. You can't do that on your own. The only one that can do that is God himself. And God made provision for that to save us, to transform our lives, our minds, our hearts, our, our soul. The only one that can do that is him. And he can. I've seen in my life that there are things that I tried and I tried and I tried to get out of my life or to get into my life or whatever. And I, I just, I've just come to the point where I realize in humility, I don't have the power or ability to deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. But I know the one who does. And I've seen things in my life that were evil. Things that were, were very damaging and weakening to myself and to those around me. And when my, I humbled myself and I sought God and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I worked. You can't just sit there like a fish and expect God to, to, to do everything for you. We need to be people who are obedient and are, and are working at whatever. And when I decided by his grace and power to turn from the evil that was in my life, in God's time, in God's way, by his almighty power, praise God, he set me free from that evil. Doesn't mean it's totally out of my life. Doesn't mean I'm never tempted again. It means that I can seek his face and I can turn from my evil ways. Jesus, God says, when you do that, now church, did you hear what I said? Are we his people? Are we called by his name? Do we make our dad proud? And I think that's very important. Do we humble ourselves? And are we actually praying? I am so tired of hearing everybody say, well, I know I need to do more. Well, if you need to do more, then do it. Quit talking. Get on your knees. Start fasting. Get on your knees. Start fasting. Start praying. If you're not sure what prayer really is and how to do it, either get a book or ask somebody who does. And the bottom line is, it's so very important. And seek my face and turn for evil. Then God says, then. I will hear, hear their prayers. Man, that's so important. That's so important. Church, is he hearing our prayers? Is he hearing us? Have we taken his precepts or, or the pattern that he has given us in this verse? And are we his kids? Have we got on our knees and prayed? Have we sought him and his word and his face? And have we turned from our evil ways so that we know, God, I've done everything I know to do. And I'm just going to continue to pray. And I'm going to continue to turn. And I'm going to continue to listen to you. And I'm going to continue to be as obedient as I know how to be. Because I want to know that when I pray, you, the almighty God, in whom there is nothing impossible, you heal, hear my prayers. Folks, hear me. 
Church, this is for us. We've got to be a group of people in the center of this mess who know that our God, God Almighty, the creator of the universe, hears our prayers. And he finally says this, and this is really where we're at and where it's very, very important. If you do this, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive your sin. Hallelujah. Because I will never do enough or be enough or give enough to be worthy of having my sin forgiven. And I will heal your land. And that's kind of where we're at, church. Who does the world have, the whole world, your world, your family, those around you, who do they have to listen to? Who do they have to depend on? Who are they looking to? What are they looking at? Church, we need to be a group of people who are out there saying, you know what? I don't understand it all. But I know the one who does. And I know this. That I've done the things that he has asked me to do. I have prayed. I have sought his face. I have, we have, turned from evil. I know he hears our prayers. And he will heal our land. That's what our country needs. Not more fear. Not more predictions. Not more, and I'm not telling us to be audacious. These people that are having church with four and 500 people and, and putting everybody at risk, that's crazy. There are people here today, but everybody had their temperature taken. Everybody cleansed their hands. Everybody, are, we're all in different rooms and way far away from each other. I'm not telling us to be arrogant or audacious. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, is I want to be a group of people who say, you know what? God Almighty is in control. He's got my life and your life in the palm of his hands. He absolutely has a plan. He can protect us. He can heal us. He can love us. He can, he can give us grace and he can give us a fearlessness in the midst of everything going on. That's what people need to hear. That's the type of faith people need to see. That's the type of faith we all need to live in. We need to be able to look at our fellow countrymen, our, our fellow people who live in our land, and say God's got a plan. And God can heal our land. But there are some things we need to do first. And that is, we need to become the people that God created us to be. We need to become the country God created us to be. We need to become the world that God created us to be. Quit looking at people, it's all, well, it's because of them, it's because of that group, it's because of... No. It's because of all of us. And church, it's first because of us. We need to understand, we were saved to lead. We were saved to show people how to think in faith and love. We are God's people who have been set apart to lead this world 
to the love and the grace and the healing and the glory of Jesus Christ, even or especially in the midst of these crazy times. I pray that each of us would find that grace. I pray that each of us would be filled with a faith that knows that Almighty God's got a perfect plan and it's eternal. really doesn't matter what happens here. I pray that when people talk to you or watch you, that they would see Jesus Christ and they would see how he would respond or live or love in the midst of a crisis like this one. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for this passage of Scripture, your Bible, your Word. And what your Word says, you said. And what your Word promises, you promise. And your Word has promised that if we, who are called by your name, if we're your people, if we will pray, and we will humble ourselves and pray and seek your face. And we will turn from the evil in our lives and seek your will and not our own. You said you will hear from heaven and you will forgive us our sin. Thank you. And you will heal our land. Well, Father, hmm. That's our prayer this morning. Heal our land. Father, I pray that you do something so powerful and audacious and miraculous that this world will have to sit up and take notice. No, we're not in charge. There's somebody bigger and greater and actually in control of this whole thing. Father, I pray in your name that you would bring a healing balm, a healing breath on our world today. And that, Lord, either you would help someone to find a vaccine or something to deal with this, or that, Lord, you would just blow this out of here like you did the wind and the waves when you were here 2,000 years ago. Father, Come on us, Christians. Come on, our, your church. Father, give us faith. Give us love. Give us hope. Give us vision. Give us power. Help us to know that you've got everything under control and you absolutely love us and you want the best for us. Thank you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Let me give you those numbers one more time. Even after we're done, there will be people there. 610-921-0285, extension 200 and 201, or if you feel more comfortable in Spanish, extension 203. May God bless you powerfully and richly and abundantly today. God bless.